The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tuesday Newsday with Sheila Zielinski. This is a new segment I'm doing every Tuesday to give you the news behind the news and an overview of today's riveting headlines. And I'm working on a couple of different video formats because I'd like to do a Tuesday live stream show that is live on video showing you the actual captions of the headlines with myself so that you can see me waving at you. It's more interactive and that way I can see you. Sometimes visual is better than audio. So I think that'll be a really kind of a cool addition. Again, it'll be Tuesdays, Newsdays. And I think it's kind of a fun new segment just to change things up a bit. So I'm looking into a couple different streaming options. Some of them freeze and some of them are just a pain, but working on something that really works very well. So we're looking into that. So the video will be a new edition coming in just a few short weeks away. That's going to be fun, isn't it? Well, where do we start on these headlines? Well, let's start with terminating Donald Trump and Mike Pence. They've discovered a web page on the dark web. This is a conspiracy to murder. The dark web, as people know, is a collection of hidden websites or pages created by using special encryption tools, which hide IP addresses, the servers that run them. So the only way to access those particular pages and sites is to be using a browser which utilizes that same encryption tool. So everything from illegal drugs to weapons to even a hitman network can be found on the dark web. But a specific web page went live last week when it was soliciting funds to assassinate President-elect Donald Trump and Vice President-elect Mike Pence. Reported on by CSO, who reports the page consisted of a single HTML file with the image of Donald Trump in the crosshairs of a scope asking for donations in order to fund terminating both Trump and Pence. Well, is this a scam or is this a legitimate threat? Well, let's put it this way. If it's a scam, it's not very funny, is it? Not even remotely funny. In fact, the stuff they're pulling off this dark web as if it wasn't creepy enough Well, in economic news, one of the greats told King World News yesterday that we are most assuredly heading for Armageddon. They go on to say the government and mainstream press continue to paint a very false picture of what is occurring in the real world. The Financial Times had the unlimited gall to have a huge headline on its front page this week stating Trump inherits healthy economy with a subline stating... U.S. jobless rate at lowest level since 2007. Well, that's not fooling King World News. Are we looking at a huge takedown? Well, he's saying the central banks and their allies and the bullion banks, they're trying to rebalance and reshuffle their books to avoid huge losses when the market inevitably turns violently to the upside. He goes on to say, we're most assuredly heading for Armageddon. And I suspect the new U.S. president may be seen as the fall guy rather than those who got the world into this mess over the last 30 years. And Paul Craig Roberts exposes the terrifying reason why the elites had to stop Brexit at all costs. Does a fantastic job there as well. Well, here's an interesting headline. 
Scientists discover the universe grows like a giant brain. Caption, wow, we live inside of the mind of God. A new study proposed by scientists suggests that the universe acts like some sort of giant brain. The study, which was published in Nature, scientific researchers suggest that the electrical firing seen between brain cells is actually mirrored by the shape of the expanding galaxies in the universe. Really, the universe is a giant brain. Hmm. Fascinating. Interesting headline. Ancient archaeology, oldest Egyptian Hebrew alphabet, discovered proves biblical account of the Exodus. Douglas Petrovich, archaeologist and epigrapher of the Wildford Laurier University in Waterloo, Canada, is proposing an innovative reading of several inscriptions on Egyptian slabs from around 14th century BC. These slabs could be the first alphabet in the world, an earlier form of Hebrew with data that coincides with the contents of the early books of the Bible. This would have happened more than 3,800 years ago at the time in the Old Testament describes Jews living in Egypt, Hebrew speakers seeking a way to communicate in writing with other Egyptian Jews simplified the Pharaoh's complex hieroglyphic writing system into 22 alphabet letters. He goes on to say there is a connection between ancient Egyptian text and preserved alphabets. Isn't that fascinating? So again, you can just type in the headline, Oldest Egyptian Hebrew Alphabet Discovered. Did the U.S.-led coalition give the exact coordinates of Russian Aleppo Hospital to Al-Qaeda for a missile attack? You know, every time Lavrov and Kerry, John Kerry, appear to be making some sort of progress on ending hostilities in Syria, an unwarranted and oddly timed attack on forces with the Syrian government occur. Hmm. Boy, that just must be such a coincidence. Well, breaking news. Russia tells Aleppo jihadis, leave or die. Again, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov has spelled out clearly the terms Russia is giving to the U.S. and to the jihadis in eastern Aleppo. Either they leave by a fixed date or they're going to be treated as terrorists. And guess what happens there? By refusing to walk out from eastern Aleppo, they will in fact go ahead with armed struggle. Well, we can thank John Kerry for that, can't we? The good old failed Kerry-Lavrov agreement back in September. So, whether the jihadists in Aleppo will accept it is another matter. At the moment, the word from them is that they will choose to die where they stand. Well, should that happen, given the hopelessness of the situation... It should be clear that the responsibility for any further death and suffering in Aleppo rests entirely with them. Well, Edward Snowden blasts U.S. two-tiered system of justice. General Petraeus disclosed more highly classified information. In an exclusive interview, Edward Snowden lashed out at former CIA Director General David Petraeus for his disclosing information that was far more highly classified than I ever did, Snowden said, yet never spent a single day in jail. And, well, isn't General Petraeus considered the front-runner to become President-elect Trump's security of state? Snowden went on to say, we have a two-tiered system of justice where people who are either well-connected to government or they have access to an incredible amount of resources get very light punishments. Yet Snowden, who's charged with multiple felonies for theft of government property and violations of the Espionage Act, 
He's arguing, what about when people are trying to do right by the American people? Of course, Snowden disclosed tens of thousands of highly classified NSA documents to multiple journalists who published them and caused what U.S. intelligence officials have constantly said was harm to national security. Really? Really, NSA? Gee, I was going to tell a joke, but I have the feeling the NSA's heard it before. But really, the damage done to our national security is profound. Yeah, from you guys, maybe. Not from Edward Snowden. I personally think that Edward Snowden is a hero, and I'm hoping that Donald Trump will drop all charges against him. Well, new headline, fake news vindicated again. New WikiLeaks dump has exposed the business dealing of Erdogan's son-in-law and Turkey's Ministry of Energy. What kind of business? Well, there's a company, Power Trends, a company implicated in ISIS oil imports. Just for the record, a year ago, Russian defense minister called out Erdogan and his ties to ISIS oil smuggling. The Russians also repeated expressed frustration over the fact that Washington's anti-terror coalition allowed ISIS oil smugglers to move freely around in Syria. Hmm. Gee, imagine if the West and its allies are truly committed to fighting terrorism. Well, surely they would be interested in destroying ISIS major cash flow. Oh, right. Instead, they're profiting from it. Surprise, surprise. Well, could the tides be turning against the oligarchs? Well, Paul Craig Roberts seems to think so. Listen to this. The ruling oligarch and their prostitute media have become desperate now. They are losing control over explanations in American minds. So what do they do? Well, they charge independent internet journalists, such as Paul himself, with being Russian agents peddling fake news. As the old saying goes, those who spin webs of deceit get caught up in them, and that is where the American oligarchy and their prostitutes are. They are certainly caught up in a web of lies, aren't they? Well, just today, leaked files show U.S. armed and trained both sides of the war in Yemen. Boy, that's a big surprise, huh? Just after release of more than 500 documents from the U.S. Embassy in Yemen, WikiLeaks explained why this particular leak matters. The documents were produced in exchange during Hillary Clinton's term as Secretary of State, Oh, and of course, as well as the first two years of, guess who, good old John Kerry's tenure. And just as the Yemen war broke out, hmm, gee, I wonder if that's because Yemen controls an area of the Middle East through which 14% of the world's petroleum passes each day. There could be no connection there, of course. With both Iran and United States having signed a nuclear deal, a development that did not please the Saudis, don't forget, Iran's return to the global oil markets could soon become... A reality. Many argue that because of Iran's close ties to the neighboring countries like Syria, Saudi Arabia has reason to fear Iran's presence as a competitor. You know, with the world's second largest oil reserve, the Saudi kingdom remains a strong oil provider globally, but nonetheless, its influence in the global markets is becoming to wane as countries like Russia ups their game. In one of these documents leaked by WikiLeaks, the Defense Department delivered about $500 million in military hardware to the Yemeni military from 2006 on. These were Russian-made helicopters, more than 200 Humvees with 
all upgraded armor package, hundreds of pickup trucks, RPGs, advanced radios, night vision goggles, and millions of rounds of ammunition. So in other words, whether the Barack Obama administration is aware of it or not, I'm leaning on they are, the same weaponry and training provided to the Yemeni government, well, it appears to have fallen into the hands of militants whose main enemy is a close U.S. ally, Saudi Arabia. More American intervention being carried out by corrupt U.S. officials. Gee, I wonder a U.S. official recently with financial ties to the Saudi Kingdom, can you spell Hillary Clinton? Speaking of Hillary, just when you think she can't sink any lower, she finds a way. Bill Whittle's firewall, is that Hillary's final disgrace? Well, the Clinton campaign decided, of course, to join in the three-ring circus, or sorry, the three-state election recount launched by Jill Stein, who, like all good communists, is eager to raise a lot of money. What, around $7 million so far? That means she's raised twice as much money to recount votes as she did trying to get them in the first place. Wow. And, of course, additional money? Well, she gets to pocket that. After all, she's got to pay those jobs to those socialists who have to, you know, roll in the cash they didn't earn. So why did Hillary Clinton decide to attach her name, her campaign's name, and the Democratic Party brand to this foolishness? Considering Democrats can always be counted on to find a few hundred missing votes somewhere, but Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, they were won by significant margins, and Hillary needs to overturn all three in order to crawl back into the presidency. That's not going to happen, and everyone knows it. So why is she battering the already ruined Democratic Party with this nonsense? Well, the recount will not change the results of the election, but could it change how Donald Trump gets elected? I know it's a long shot, but if the recount ties up the electoral votes of those three states when the Electoral College meets December 12th, then neither Trump nor Clinton would have the necessary 270 electoral votes needed to become president. So under that kind of scenario, you know what happens? The decision would fall on the Republican-majority House of Representatives. But who would they immediately vote for? Donald Trump? But you know what? With this three-ring circus ridiculous insane asylum we're dealing with, who knows? We all know that Obama's chomping at the bit for a false flag to get martial law going. You know, this is your final disgrace, Hillary. Go home, take that rapist husband of yours and your entitled, unpleasant, talent-free daughter with you. The three of you just go away and, God, get on your knees and repent for the vile, disgusting things you guys have done. Drag your Saudi terrorism money, your Goldman Sachs private position millions, and that utterly corrupt, treasonous carcass off the stage and Please go fade away. Oh, a nice little prison cell in the Viet Cong would be nice, but I can only dream on that one. Do that while the rest of America sits down and tries to stop shaking from the whizzing sound of that bullet we just dodged. Tell you what, folks, you can't make this stuff up, can you? This is a shocking headline thanks to my friend Patrick Wood. This you won't believe. In fact, I talk about it on a show this week. Life in 2030 promises utopia. That's right, folks. Smart City promises utopia. Listen to this. Welcome to my city, or should I say our city? I don't own anything. 
I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. It might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us. In this city, everything you considered a product has now become a service. We have access to transportation, accommodation, food, and all the things we need in our daily lives. We just don't own them. Why keep a pasta maker and a crepe cooker crammed in our cupboards? We just order them when we need them. If you want to cook for yourself, because after all, AI, you know, the algorithms can just order your food for you. Because see, again, when products are turned into services, it all works so well. Everything designed for durability, repairability, recyclability. Boy, I can't wait to get to this wonderful, this 2030 smart city. Isn't that fun? Tomorrowland, the perfect utopia, where we don't have all these terrible things happening like lifestyle diseases and climate change, environmental degradation, congested cities, water pollution, air pollution, social unrest and unemployment. Boy, we can get rid of all of that. This is actually a member of parliament in Denmark speaking. Boy, I'll tell you what, over in Europe, this is a dream come true, these smart cities brought to you by the Green Agenda. Here's a great one. Self-proclaimed hack journalist calls on social media to censor fake news. Hillary supporters still reeling over devastating loss calls for censorship of independent media. Self-proclaimed hack and political writer Glenn Thrush participated at MSLSD, as I call him, their discussion where the topic of conversation centered around censoring sites like myself, like Infowars, other alternative media. He said that social media companies should be responsible for restricting free speech. Really? Boy, I thought the First Amendment. Gee, I better go back and read that. We want to crack down on potentially inflammatory incitements. Mmm, okay. You've got Reddit, you've got Facebook, you've got Twitter. Explain to me why is there a constitutional right to put potentially inflammatory incitements on these sites? Let's ban groups that knowingly push false, ooh, there's a word that's hard to describe, false contents on their sites. Well, it's noteworthy that Reddit did ban one thing. They banned the whole Pizzagate discussion. So yeah, they certainly will go after certain people. But again, Thrush went on to reiterate the point that social media companies, come on now, they should protect their audience from information disseminated by crazy sites like kooks like Sheila Zielinski, Dave Hodges, the Hagmans, Alex Jones, and the like. Boy, Steve, look out for your headlines. (laughs) The insanity just gets more crazy, doesn't it? So this is going to be a new format for Tuesdays. It's Tuesday Newsday, and it's going to be a very good little segment. You're going to look forward to it where I'm going to break down the top trending, top stories, breaking news. So let me know what you think of this idea. That's one of the things that was very recommended as something fun and changes things up a little bit. Don't miss tomorrow. I have a very special guest on. Don't forget, like me on YouTube. I'm really emphasizing this. Like me on YouTube for the month of December. There's going to be 25 book winners drawn over the month of December that sign copies of Power Prayers and Green Gospel. Hey, even if you have one, guess what? I'll sign these and then you can give your whatever you have. (laughs) You can never have too many Power Prayers. So both Power Prayers Green Gospel, go like me on YouTube, and we have a random software that selects five winners a week. 
So that's really exciting. Hey, and speaking of the books, do me a favor. Phone your bookstores in your area. Yeah, even secular bookstores, but especially your Christian bookstores in your state, especially your city, and please request both those books, Green Gospel, The New World Religion, and Power of Prayers, Warfare That Works. Let me know how you make out with your bookstores. I haven't got anybody really giving me any feedback on that, so I'm asking you again, get it in your local bookstores. Please do that for me as a favor. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast today, and we will see you tomorrow. Good night, and God bless.